Hello and welcome to the Susquehanna County Conservation District's Conservation Corner. I'm Don Hibbard. And I'm Courtney Bronze. And each week we bring you conservation topics and events from around the Endless Mountains. Well, I was wondering, what's your favorite soda if you had to choose one? Um, probably Sprite. Sprite? Um, how about, uh, you have any care for root beer or birch beer? Yeah, I, I like root beer occasionally. You ever try, uh... Old-fashioned root beer or the old-fashioned birch beer? Yeah, I've had the birch beer before, like the old-fashioned homemade stuff. It's really good. Cool. Well, that's what we're actually talking about this week because some of those ingredients used in the old-fashioned root beer and birch beer, they come for the woods. So let's jump right into it. So the first one we're going to talk about is the old-fashioned birch beer. So contrary to the name, birch beer is actually not beer. Well, at least nowadays anyway. So it's a sweet carbonated soft drink, and it was originally actually developed in Pennsylvania. So the earliest mention of birch beer was clear back in the mid-1600s, and American colonists were actually brewing this drink in their homes because they couldn't afford imported alcohol. So during these times, the birch beer did have alcohol in it, and the early recipes called for fermentation of the sap that was actually tapped from the birch trees. And a small amount of yeast was added, and they set the mixture aside for a couple days, fermented, and they had birch beer. And, of course, enough people liked it that it became commercially available, right? So the production of birch beer, it began shortly after the Prohibition began. So between 1920 and 1933, uh, there was actually a constitutional ban on the production, the sale, the transport, and the importation of alcoholic beverages. Uh, so this ban, it really made it hard for those in the industry to stay afloat. So they began brewing the non-alcoholic version of the birch beer. And that's what we see in stores today. So today, uh, the sap is cooked down and they boil it down to an essential oil. And then they mix it with refined sugar and they boil it to create a syrup without the alcohol. Uh, It seems that birch beer is widely available in the Northeast United States, and that's because birch trees are widely abundant in this part of the country. And turns out, I was over to the Hartford Fair, and you were earlier in the week. Yep. um, There's actually a stand that sells the old-fashioned birch beer. So check that out when you're there. So I'm going to change gears a little bit. What image comes to mind when I mention the word sarsaparilla? Uh, Howdy, partner. (laughs) <laughs> so the old I want a, a sarsaparilla. <laughs> so the old west, maybe an early settler drink, right? So it was certainly a favorite drink in the 19th century, and back then it was widely known as a health tonic of sorts. So the steroidal saponins and flavonoid antioxidants and sterols from the sarsaparilla root were used for health benefits worldwide. And since then, there's been a lot of variations. Um, there's been Chinese sarsaparilla, Spanish, um, Indian, Mexican, European, and even Jamaican sarsaparilla. And since there's so many benefits of it, the plant has long been considered an herbal medicine. But as it turns out, the sarsaparilla soft drink isn't even really made out of sarsaparilla. So in America, what was called sarsaparilla was actually brewed from the root bark of the sassafras tree. So the question is, do we have this tree in Susquehanna County? So the short answer seems to be yes per native range maps, but I don't know. Have you ever seen it in the county? I haven't seen it. 
Um, I'd like to. It's a pretty cool tree, but yeah, I, I don't think I have. Yeah, I've never seen it in this area. I've seen it like further out western Pennsylvania, but not around here. Well, it just so happens that the FDA got involved, and that's because they found that a compound in sassafras called safrol actually caused cancer cells in mice. So for that reason, in 1964, the FDA banned safrol, and uh, it ruled that sassafras could not be sold either commercially in a food ingredient, and that includes tea and soft drinks like root beer and sarsaparilla. So it kind of ended that. Uh, so while you might be able to still buy the iconic old-fashioned birch beer, a sarsaparilla might be a little bit harder to find. So I guess we've learned about birch beer and sarsaparilla, but what about root beer? So the traditional root beer we see in stores all across the country today is made by fermenting a mixture of herbs with sugar and yeast. And the mixture is fermented in a fermentation tank with water, typically only takes a few days to be ready. So I guess the difference is um, brewers will mix herbs like vanilla, licorice, wintergreen, cherry bark, um, sarsaparilla root, nutmeg, and molasses to create this drink. Sassafras is actually no longer used in root beer in the United States because, as Don just mentioned, the FDA has determined it's a mild carcinogen. All right, well, hopefully you learned something about uh, root beer and birch beer and, and sarsaparilla. Uh, kind of a fun and interesting topic. Um, and like I said, uh, be sure to visit the booth out over at the Harvard Fair and get yourself an old-fashioned birch beer. I think we do have a couple events today to mention, and they are at Salt Spring State Park. So this Saturday, August 21st at 8 p.m., actually be a full moon hike. That sounds pretty fun. Uh, and they invite you to come and explore the park by moonlight. Um, so bring a flashlight and a snack to share around the campfire after the hike. Uh, they mentioned that there's a $5 fee and $15 per family and free for members. All right, so also this Sunday, August 22nd at 1 p.m., there will be a program called Wild for Wildflowers. And that's a hike right there at Salt Springs State Park as well. It'll be a 1.5-mile easy-to-moderate hike. Uh, and they want you to wear waterproof boots because the hike will cross Silver Creek twice along the way. So the fee for that one is $5 per person and free for members. So I guess that does it for today's show. If you have questions related to our shows, you can contact the Conservation District by calling 570-782-2105. If you missed a portion of today's show, you can go to our website, www.suscondistrict.org, and find our Conservation Corner page. With past episodes, links to information about past episodes, and a contact form where you can reach out and ask questions or make comments about the show. You can even suggest ideas for future shows. You've been listening to the Susquehanna County Conservation District's Conservation Corner. I'm Courtney Bronze. And I'm Don Hibbert saying enjoy the outdoors.